Welcome to War Dove Podcast. Warring Dove International is a kingdom organization focused on building local and global partnerships, equipping ministry leaders, and raising up a company of warriors who, like a dove, have eyes to pursue one thing, the king. Thank you for tuning in today as our founder, Lisa McFarland, shares her message. Thank you for tuning in as we are launching our adventure series. Walking with God is much like going on an adventure. And today, Lisa McFarland will be sharing with you some helpful insights of how to successfully navigate this journey you're on with God. We hope you enjoy. And I've been excited about this adventure series, right? That we're on this adventure with the Lord and that God has invited us. Amen? So, again, I have have word. For this thing. So we started out with this adventure series where God was uh, told me to buy this yellow bicycle that you see up here. And God um, said to me, Lisa, I want you to get that bicycle. And I said, Lord, I don't need that bicycle, right? I know this is review, but some of you might not have been here. And you know what? I'm laying a path for you. I'm helping you. Because sometimes I preach and I know you don't remember what I said. So I say it again and again and again. So it gets down to your spirit and, and, and you remember. Right? So the Lord said, I want you to buy this bicycle. And I said, Lord, I don't, I don't know. I don't, can't ride a bicycle. I haven't ridden a bicycle for 30-some years. I'll probably fall down and break my neck. And if you want somebody to, uh, want me to have this bicycle, then you make somebody come up and give me the money for it or something like that. And it wasn't even the, it was the next day. Somebody walked up to me and gave me a $100 bill and said, um, uh, the Lord told me to give you this. I think you're supposed to get something. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. It just had the fear of the Lord on it. You know, it's, sometimes God has to just remind you, you know. I mean, like it wasn't even 24 hours. I was like, wow, wow, okay, I'll get the bike. So I went and got the bike, you know, and brought it back, and I, and I was like, this is crazy. And um, so I tried to ride it, you know, and of course I was wobbling all over the place, you know, and, and, I, and I talked about that. But the thought behind it is it's an adventure, right? We're on an adventure with God. God has given you an invitation to get on the bike, to get into this relationship, to go on a ride, to go on a journey with him. And just like any other adventure, there's, there's a promise and a reward at the end. You know, it, 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 it's not like you just go from here to there. On an adventure, there's ups and downs and turns and, you know, uh, obstacles to overcome and, and weather. And, and, you know, when the person invites you on an adventure, it's called an adventure because you don't know everything. You can't see everything. You can't anticipate everything. And there's something about uh, the way God made us, that God knows that we love adventure and we love the unknown. So don't be sitting there, all the prophets. Prophets don't like the unknown, they say. You know, when God does something and he didn't tell them in advance, they feel betrayed by God. I didn't know that. I didn't see that coming. And it's almost like God lied to them or God betrayed them because he didn't reveal everything to you. But God knows that it's the glory of God to conceal or hide something, but it's the glory of a king to search it out. In this hiding and seeking, in this adventure, you're going to develop a relationship with God in character. You're going to learn things about God. So it's an adventure. And remember God told Abraham, go on out and, and, and to a place that I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. You don't even know where you're going. Most of you came to Kansas. You didn't even know what Kansas was all about. You, you had no idea. And, and, you know, I remember when Dutch Sheets gave the word that many people were going to be vomited out of their state into Kansas. 
I don't know what that says about us, but I don't know. You know, I'm thinking, huh. And that, for us, <laughs> we clean you up. You know, it's not like you came here all squeaky clean. We had to clean you up because you were vomited you, into Kansas, so to speak, and birthed into here. And, and so this adventure, this invitation where the unknown is going to develop character in you, you're going to be on this relationship. It's like going back to the future, back to the point of origin where God uh, made you fall in love with him, where God gave you the invitation to come and be a follower, where God said, hey, I've called you. Come with me. I will show you great and mighty things you don't know. Come up here, you know, and this invitation for relationship and for this adventure that God has you on. And you know, it's unknown because God is going to take you from a place where you're excited and the invitation was given, but by going through the obstacles and the unknown, you're going to develop a character and you're going to know things about God and about yourself you didn't know before. And there's going to be a relationship that grows by the end of this adventure. So it's an adventure, but it's also a promise. It's a promise. God promised Abraham, through, all through you all families of the earth will be blessed. Yeah, I'm going to make your name great. Uh, you know, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to make you, uh, uh, give you great wealth. And on this adventure, it was going up and down. And, and it looks like exactly the opposite is happening. You know, I'm sure Columbus's men, when he said, hey, we're going we're gonna to sail around and we're, we're going to find, we're going to go to the Indies and we're all going to get rich and it's going to, you know, we're going to, it's going to be an adventure. They didn't know that, that they, that there was this big place called the uh, uh, North America that was going to block their passage, that they were going to get to a place in the ocean where the wind doesn't blow and they were going to sit there for, for days and months and go hungry. That people were going to fight. But you know what? It's an adventure. And that's what happens on adventures. But the promise is still intact. If you come, you will receive this money. If you come, you'll get a ribbon. If you come, right? If you finish your course. There's a promise in place that God made to Abraham when he invited him on this adventure. When he gave him an invitation to come and learn of him. To come and be his disciple. To come and have his name changed and to become a nation. To come and see the, build, the city whose builder and maker was God. So it's a promise. You know, it's funny. I, I, I used to laugh because I, I said, well, God, you, know, you told everybody you're going to give him a baby. And it took a really long time. You know? Uh, God, you told me I, I would, I, I would, I would have, I'd be, I would have this great wealth, and I, and I would have all this treasure, and I never have to worry about money. Notice he didn't say you would have money; he said you wouldn't have to worry about money. Right? Interesting. You got to be careful what you hear, right? And uh, I was like, wow, but you know, it's never been. So I was envisioning, okay, well, I'm going to have all this money, and I'm going to fund other people, and all this. You know what? As soon as God said that, the opposite is what happens. And remember we talked about in Psalm 103 where it says, Until it came to pass, the word of the Lord tested Joseph. God will give you a dream. God will give you a vision. God will give you a promise. He'll invite you on this adventure. But the word itself, that promise is faithful and true, but it's going to test you. Right? That's why when you're standing at the altar, they say, do you take this person to be your lawfully wedding? You say for, you know, then they say that part for better or for worse, for richer or for poorer, in sickness and health, until death does part you. Right? It's an adventure. 
And, but the promise is going to stand. There's a reward. It's also love. It's love. God has invited you to a deeper relationship. You remember? A deeper relationship. And I remember in the early days of Warring Dumb International when God gave me this dream. And I, you know, I felt like I'm not qualified. I'm not equipped. I don't know how to do this. I've never done this before. Are you sure, God? And when God gave me all these prophetic words, you know, what happened? The exact opposite. I'm thinking, well, did I really hear God at all? Is God really, am I in the will of God? You know, it doesn't look like I'm very successful and it's not working. God, are you sure? And so I had a dream one night that I was in the minivan and Jesus was sitting in the passenger seat and I was driving. And there were thousands of people in the back of my van. And it felt like the wheels were going to come off. Remember, I told this. This is like the fifth time I've told this. And I felt like the wheels were going to come off. And I said, Lord, the wheels are going to come off. And he said, no, they're not going to come off. They're not going to come off. This is what it's like when you're learning to do what you're learning to do, Lisa. And I'm thinking, well, what is it that I'm learning to do? And then, in the, and then the second part of the dream, I'm on a bicycle and I'm wiggling around. And Jesus is holding the back, laughing his head off. You know, and sometimes when we're in the middle of this adventure... And we're in the middle of the promise and the word of God is testing us. It, it's not fun. Right? And, and, and I remember the day that I got back on the bicycle after 30 some years. And I'm on there and I'm thinking, okay, they say it's just like riding a bike. You never forget. And I'm thinking, does my body remember? Because my brain remembers, but will my body be able to keep up with my brain? You know, and I'm telling Danny and Tirza, hold on to the back. Don't let me crash. I had the same feeling that I had the first time I rode a bike. Only it's years later because until the word of the Lord comes to pass, it will test you. And there's that feeling, oh, it's exciting. Oh, I'm going to do it. Yes. Oh, what if it doesn't work? But it's an adventure. It's a promise. And it's love. God is causing you to go through that so you will come to a place to learn to trust him. That you will learn what's inside of you and what God is going to do in your life. You know? I think the bicycle is about taking a chance. Because every one of us as a child, you couldn't wait till you could ride the bicycle. till they took the training wheels off. till you could ride it by yourself. till you could ride away from the home. Nobody else is around you. And a bicycle is a symbol of launching out and doing something new. And, and, and for a child, right? Because the kingdom of heaven, you're supposed to be like a child just to even get into the kingdom. And God sometimes has to take us back to the future, or back to the point of origin where, you know, we were excited. And we were wanting to be on this adventure, right? It's an adventure. It's a promise. It's love. It's big. You know, God, you, you invited me on this adventure. And, and I know that your promises are yes and amen. And, and your word's going to come to pass. And, and, and I know you love me, even though it doesn't feel like you love me. Because love is not a feeling, is it? Right? Doesn't feel like it. May not even look like it. But God, you love me. And sometimes God will withhold what he's going to do and allow his word, the promise to test you because what God has for you is much bigger than what you think. Remember? So it's not just that it's an adventure. It's, it's a promise. It's also big. It's big. 
how big? Big. Remember? And I, and I brought this giant scroll and we passed it around. You know, when God gives us a word, we figure a little scroll. You know, but God, it's like big. You know? Sarah wanted a baby. God wanted a nation. You know? Jacob wanted the promise, wanted, wanted, wanted to have, uh, be over his family. And God was going to cause him to be over nations. You know, it's always bigger. And sometimes God will hold back and he'll allow things to be uh, tested by waiting or by allowing you to experience the opposite. Or even for people to reject you, like Joseph, to throw you in a pit and then throw you in jail, you know? Forget about you. And you think that because they've forgotten about you or because they've rejected you or because you screwed it up that you can thwart the promises of God, but you can't. It's much bigger than you. It is much bigger than those people. It is much bigger than what the doctor says. It's bigger than your bank statement. It's bigger. How big? As big as God. It's big. And I had to learn that, that God will wait and he'll delay and he'll do things because he's, because you know, I, I'm asking God for this and God's withholding and, and he's delaying until my spirit comes to the place that I come into agreement with what's in God's heart. Because if I'm a prophet, not one of my words falls to the ground without bearing fruit. And God doesn't want me to release that. God wants me to release what's in his heart. Let it be on earth as it is in heaven, not in my heart, not in my mind, not in my imagination. Then God uh, came last time I was preaching. It is supernatural. It's supernatural. It's not natural. That's why you can't figure it out. It's not natural. That's why you can't control it. Why you can't fund it. Why you can't bring it to pass. Why you can't wrap your mind around it. And often we will step into the place of God and act like we're the Holy Spirit. And we will say, well, it should have been this way. It should have been done by now. She should have said this. He should have done that. You know, why didn't this happen? And why is that always happening? God, do you see? Yeah, he sees. He says, from the ends of the earth, my eye sees everything. Even before you speak, I already know the thoughts you're going to think and the words that are going to come out of your mouth. It's big. It's supernatural. And I shared the dream where I was coming back from Texas and we had this astronomical need, financial need over this ministry. Right? You know, if you want to be a minister and you think it's all about preaching, you better quit right now. Because that's like one one hundredth of your job. The rest of it is paperwork, tax documents, counseling, visiting people, studying, and paying bills. So if you don't want to do that, you're not ready to be a minister. Have a seat. It's supernatural. It's supernatural. And what happens is I, I was coming back from there and I was just really in my spirit. I was like, God, that's a lot of money. Oh, God. Oh, God. How are we going to do it, God? How are we going to do it? How are we going to do it? That's the problem. That's why it isn't happening. Because until it comes to pass, the word of the Lord will test you. God will delay it until you come into alignment with the kingdom purposes and kingdom thinking. It's bigger, bigger, bigger. I've learned something. The other day I had to ask God for money and I added $10,000 on top of that. I'm getting a little bit smarter in my old age. 
Last time I sold my house, God said, ask me, ask me, Lisa, ask me. And I said, okay, God, okay, okay, I want to pay off all these bills. We want to get a new washer and dryer. We want to get new, uh, new beds. We want to get, you know, because we had been living in California. We were coming to Kansas. I'm like, I'm not taking any of those mattresses. I'm not taking that furniture. I want all new stuff. So I, I, I added up. My husband goes, that's crazy. That's a lot of money. And I said, well, God just said to ask me. And he goes, well, that's not fair. I want to add some on there too. And I said, well, okay, you can add yours on my paper too. And so he's like, you can see him. He's like, whoa, okay. So he's writing down numbers, writing down numbers, writing down numbers. He said, and he comes up with this, this number. I'll just tell you what it was, 325000 He goes, that is crazy. That is too much. This house will never, because almost 100000 over what we bought the house for. I said, well, I don't know that God told me to ask. So then he said, I think he added 3000 more. And I'm thinking, I should have added 50000 more to it. <laughs> So I prayed, we, we, we knelt down by the kitchen table and we prayed, said, oh God, we want you to sell this house. We're asking for this number, but if not, it's okay, God, but this is the number we're asking you for. And I hear the Lord say, call John DeMont, he will buy your house. I get up and I said, Johnny, call J- Mr. DeMont, he's going to buy it. And he goes, are you crazy? How do you know that? And I go, <laughs> <laughs> What happens is the guy goes, yes, I'll buy your house. And my husband goes, wait, what? I didn't even tell you how much. He goes, oh, yeah, how much for it? And he tells him, and he goes, well, we can negotiate. The guy goes, no, that's okay. And he goes, well, you want, you want to get, you want to get a, a, a realtor? You want to get some inspections? Or you want to come and look at the house? And he says, no. I've been to your house a bunch of times. I'll be over in an hour with the contract. <laughs> So you know what? I'm going to tell you, sometimes God, God's waiting and he's not, it's not making you wait. You're making him wait because he already has a big plan and something in his heart he wants to release in the earth. But your faith isn't there. Your, your vision is not there. Your thoughts are not there. You're not ready for the bigger. It's an adventure. I'm sure that when Lewis and Clark were traveling across the United States on their adventure, when they got to the Rockies, I bet they said, whoa, it's big. And they went over one mountain, took for everything, and then they thought they were going to be by the ocean, and they looked out and there was a bunch of more mountains. Like, whoa, that's a lot bigger than we thought. And then when they got all the way across the Rocky Mountains, they thought, okay, well, now we'll be at the ocean. And guess what? There was another set of mountains. And then it was like, it's big, it's big, it's big. So that, you know, I'm getting smarter. So now I ask God for more. I'm like, no, wait, let me think about this. (laughs) And then whatever number I think it is, I've learned, Lisa, add more. Right? Add more. I'm getting there. I'm slow. My brother would ask outrageous in the beginning, but I'm, you know, I'm a little more cautious. (laughs) If you can do it, or you can envision it, or you can pray it through, or you know how it's going to happen, it ain't God. It's you. It's big, but it's also supernatural. That means not ordinary, beyond what you can do. Something not natural, something beyond natural, something above natural. So, you know, back to my story, I'm, late, I'm, in, I'm in Texas, I'm coming back, I'm like, oh God, oh God, what are we going to do? You know, you know like I'm going to help God. <laughs> and I was like, oh God. 
hard. So I went to sleep and I woke up at dawn and I hear all these birds like and, and I'm looking around like, am I having a dream? No, I can, it sounds like they're real. So I get up out of bed. You know, Tammy was there. So I get up out of the bed and, and, I, and I, I hear the, this noise. What is that? And I open the door and there's like literally 5,000 birds sitting outside the door of my hotel room. Not out there. They're on the sidewalk chipping on the door and on the windowsill of only my hotel room. <laughs> and I look around and I'm like, you know, Crystal says I'm Snow White, but here's what. But here's but here's what happens. I heard the scripture out of Job. It says, "Listen to the birds; they will teach you." So I know. Okay, you got my attention. <laughs> what are you going to teach me? And God says, "Go back to sleep." I'm like, "Wait, no, no, I'm awake. There's birds. I'm learning. You're supposed to say something now." And He goes, "Go back to sleep." I lay down and I dream this. I see myself laying on the earth, and I see a giant umbilical cord about 12 inches in diameter going from my belly button all the way up through the clouds, through the stars, up to the throne where the Father's sitting on the throne, and I'm directly connected to him. And the Lord said this to me, Lisa, a supernatural ministry must be supplied supernaturally. You know, it's not just an adventure. It's supernatural. It's not just a promise. It's supernatural. It's not just big. What you can imagine is big. No, it's supernatural. Because we serve a supernatural God. You are supernatural. You came out of an invisible realm through the mind of God as he breathed into Adam and you went through Adam's DNA strands and then you came through a mother's womb through a natural corridor from an invisible supernatural realm. Yes. You're supernatural. What we're doing is supernatural, you know? And I thought I knew that, but the longer I serve God, I'm like, whoa, God supernatural and when I'm talking about being supernatural it only takes one word or one breath one encounter one check one idea and it always comes from the Lord to be supernatural means to have a manifestation attributed to some other force outside of yourself Right? Let me say it again. Uh, uh, something that is supernatural is a manifestation or an event that is attributed to some other force beyond science or nature, something outside of yourself. If you can do it, you can pray it, you can earn it, you can figure it out, you can understand it, it's you, it's not God. That's why God's delaying. That's why it's taking so long. That's why it's so hard. That's why there's so much resistance. It's because it's supernatural. It's big. It's a promise. It's God's love. And it's your adventure. Stop complaining about it. Cursing it. Trying to be somebody else. Trying to pretend like you're not up and down, up and down. That's why people like to go on roller coasters. Because they go up and down, up and down. I don't know. They're crazy. I hate them. Amen. I don't know what's fun about being flung at the ground. But, you know, there's people that like that. You know, and they love that feeling of being out of control. That's adventure for them. But we like to go to the park and get on these rides and and, and 
be thrown into this unknown realm where we're pressed to the limits and, 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 and we're up and down and then we laugh and we pay for that and we say, it was awesome. But when it comes to the spirit realm, we're like, God, that ain't right. <laughs> God, do you know what you're doing? Why, do you love me? Yeah, he loves you. He's showing you his love by testing you so you'll see what's inside of you till Christ is formed in you and, and, and bring you deeper into this relationship as you're riding your bike in the spirit. Learning the balance between the natural and the spirit. What you can do and your responsibility and what's supernatural. How to wait, how to run. You know, left, right, left, right, left, right. Hey, this guy, <laughs> fun. Watch out, right? And if you go too fast and you're not paying attention to someone on the break, you will fly like Superman. But that will not be supernatural. I still have scars to this day on my knees and my brother has them on his head. You know, it's an adventure. You're one day. You're one encounter. You might wait all your life like Sarah for this baby because God promised it. But then all of a sudden one day you're washing the dishes and all of a sudden these three guys appear and your husband tells you in the middle of the day to kill the fatted calf and cook some lunch. And you're like, him tell me to cook. I'm going to cook his own dinner. And all of a sudden this guy says, Sarah. You're like, she says, about this time you'll have a baby. And she laughs. Yeah, I've been hearing that word. I've been hearing that same prophecy. I've been asking God. I've been waiting. And now I'm so old and I can't figure. There's no way. I can't. I, I can't have a baby anymore. Thank you so much for listening to Warring Dove International's podcast. To find out more about our ministry and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at wardoves.com. And if you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to leave a review, subscribe, and share with a friend. We'll see you next time on our next episode.